This is a Woodside Church podcast. Good morning. My name is Peter Solomon, and it's my privilege to speak to you as the next one in the series that we're doing over the summer called Prophets Speak, Words for Now from the Heart of God. And that's precisely what I hope this message will be. Um, I'm speaking from the book of the prophet Joel, and we don't know very much about him, which saves me having to give you a long introduction. Um, What we do know is that he prophesied when there was a great invasion of locusts into the uh, land of Israel. Um, Such things are still happening today in East Africa, and uh, they are a tremendous crisis um, as they... They'll strip the trees of anything green, anything worth worth eating, and leave a desert behind them. Now, locust swarms feel like a, a long way off for most of us, but um, they're striking parallels, striking parallels in the text uh, that remind us of a, of a situation that we're going through as well. Right, right there in the first few verses, he says, Hear this, you, you elders, you old people. Listen, everyone who lives in the land, has anything happened like this in your days or in the days of your ancestors? And precisely, we're going through days that we couldn't imagine even a few months ago. And how are we taking it? Is it just just something that happened, just a, a, another a meaningless result of bad hygiene in a market? Um, was there, is there meaning behind it? As Christians, we understand that God is in charge of our world and, and what's happening in it. And Jesus describes these events as, as birth pangs. They're reminders. They're reminders of a, a bigger day coming. Joel himself talks about this. He talks about the terrible and great day of the Lord. And, uh, and you know, these things happen. There are plagues. There are illnesses. There are so on. But their point is, their reminders that today is not necessarily the same as yesterday, and tomorrow is not necessarily going to be the same as today. God can step in. Circumstances can step in and change everything. The Bible records world-changing circumstances when things were not the same afterwards. Be it the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, be it Noah's flood, be it uh, the final coming. There's a, there's a day coming when we will have to give an account for our lives. And events like this are a prod. And indeed, the first command in the, in the book of Joel is, wake up. Wake up. It's addressed to drunkards who've uh, lost their wine because the locusts have eaten all the, <laughs> eaten all the vines and so on. But it could be addressed to us. Wake up. Uh, what do we think about the, the, the days that we're going through? As Christians, we cannot see things as purely random. They are an event with meaning. And as well as meaning, there are consequences. And we, re- we read about those too in the, in, the, in the verses here with extraordinary parallels to today. And the first one that's mentioned is the new wine being snatched from their lips. Denial of pleasure. So many things that we might have enjoyed it had just been taken from us in an instant. And uh, uh, that's a sad thing. And, and the, the, the book is full of mourning. Um, and it's like what uh, Tim said a few weeks ago about the lamentations. They're, they're laments in this book. It, it's, it's a sad thing. But it's also a prod, again. What really matters? You know, what, what, what really is of value in this time? We've all, I think, been made to think that. Um, secondly, 
we see the harvest of the field is destroyed, destruction of livelihoods. It's, it's easy to philosophize about the possible meaning of, of pandemics and locust swarms, but it's very different when it's one's own livelihood, when it's one, your children's bread that are at stake here. And that produces desperation, it produces a cry for help. And we see both again in the book. There's one part where he's, uh, uh, he says mourn, uh, you know, or he says despair, you farmers, at what's going on. And then there's also, um, you know, crying out to God for help. So, and thirdly, and this is uh, rather unusual, is uh, we read that the, um, the daily offerings at the temple, the grain offerings and the drink offerings are cut off from the house of the Lord for the same reason. There's no grain to offer and there's no drink to offer. Um, those were the normal worship, the daily, the normal worship of God's people was, was in, the, in the, the daily sacrifices. And we've seen our normal worship cut off as well. And uh, um, for Joel, this was a tremendous shock and a cause for intense mourning. He tells the priests, uh, religious professionals, to be mourning because of this, that the, the normal worship of the church isn't happening. And, and they should mourn in the same way that a, a, a girl would mourn if her, if, her bro if her bridegroom was killed, was killed in a road accident. It's, 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 it's that intense. And, you know, that challenges me. How, how much does it matter to me that I don't have church? You know, it's quite convenient having worshipping in your pyjamas on, you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon, if you fancy. It's a, you know, it, it, sometimes I think we can just be, you know, I, I certainly can be just rather casual about it. There, there, there's something shocking that we're, we're not allowed to worship God as a community. Um, and... It, it, it should be striking us. How valuable is church to us? Even as well, is there something wrong that it's so, it's so easily shouldered off that, you know, we can do without it? Are there things we need to improve in the way we, we gather when we gather? Um, are there ways that we need to improve in our attitude towards, towards Sunday worship? So we, we've had consequences of, of, um, of deprivation of worship, of uh, of. Uh, destruction of livelihoods and of a denial of pleasure and now comes the call to prayer and it comes in the chapter two god interestingly in joel god doesn't tell them off for particular sins you know we're used to prophets complaining about this and about that and the other but here he just says that he he calls everyone to return to him it's a call for us to return to God. He doesn't list the sins. What's, in, what's important is where we're going. We're going to God. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. And it's, there's nothing Old Testament about any of those three. We can do those today. Tear your heart, not your clothes. Come to God, come to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Your prayers matter. Do I believe that? Your prayers can stop a calamity happening. As I, as I, I don't know what it would be like on August the 24th. Obviously, I'm recording this in advance. Um, but we seem to, there's all the talk is about a second wave coming. And, and that, that, that fills me with misery. You know, when you think about the deprive, deprivation of livelihood, the places have just started up again, being told to shut and all that. And, um, you know, can we call out to God at this time? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing. 
grain offerings and drink offerings to the Lord your God, we might be able to meet again. We can call out to God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, consecrate the assembly, bring together the old people, gather the children, those nursing at the breast. We always find, especially those nursing at the breast, a bit of a pain when you have a prayer meeting. But here they said, no exceptions, no exceptions. Get the kids involved. Youth, where are you at in, in, uh, in, in the business of calling out to God at this time? Uh, you know, uh, it's been such a sad time for, for young people. Um, but the, 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 the task of prayer is as much yours as, as, as anyone. I encourage you to join in calling on God. God wants to hear your prayers and your cries for this time. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. You know, no exceptions. They're going to drag them out of the honeymoon suite and say, Oi, pray. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep before the, between the portico and the altar. Let them say, Spare your people, Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? We, we see the urgency, the urgency in the text. Now, for some of us in this last few months, urgency has been daily life, has been a, a, a very familiar. Um, there's been illness, there's been hard work, there's been suffering. And for, for, for some of us as well, uh, intense prayer as well but for others of us we've probably been more on the sidelines maybe a bit bored just frustrated whatever but but have we been caught up in the call to prayer the call is to all of us to return to the source of life through jesus christ notice in the text zeal for god beyond the needs of the crisis there's, there's god's church and his name and his honor that need to be restored we, we know it, it the church has been in, i'm not saying particularly ours but in terms of God's people in the nation. It's been, it's, it's been sad years. And this is a time to call on God to revive, to revive God's church. And as we face so many uncertainties, God is stirring us to have an urgency in prayer to, to match up with the picture in these verses. Don't leave it to others. Don't leave it to the, to the elders or the youngers or, the, or, the, or whoever. Call out to God yourself. Your heart and your prayers matter. I've really enjoyed reading the book that uh, Martin Tibbet uh, recommended on uh, the ruthless elimination to hurry. It's, it's really good fun to read, or elimination of hurry, sorry. It's really good fun to read. And uh, the point he makes is, you know, our habits are part of our following Jesus. And this is a good time to change habits. And we can make more space to return to God. Uh, we, you know, I love entertainment. I love fun. We, it's, many of us spend more time on entertainment than, than we could. We could give a bit more time to, to seeking God, setting aside time to return to God. We can pray with friends over Zoom. We can pray or in our back gardens or in, in the park um, with our community groups. You can get behind the existing opportunities that the church, church is giving, the Sunday, Sunday night prayer meetings, the 24-hour prayer chain, other things. Um, the, the other meetings that go on we may need to change our habits to make more room for god but you know let, let's let's do it individually and, and together and um, as a church throughout the question to the leadership and to to you know, to others are there further ways or events that we should hold to express the urgency of the hour and our return to the lord either as just as a church or with other churches in the town or in our movement uh, is, is, is there something more that yet, yet should happen? 
um, we can't be desperate all the time. I mean, I struggled writing this um, when I was on holiday because <laughs> I love holiday and I'm talking about being uh, about being urgent and and uh, we have to have holidays, but there are times also to be urgent and desperate before the Lord. Maybe there are further events that we could we could put that would be an expression of that. And I'll ask some as well. We, we've got all sorts of people who watch uh, our YouTube um, broadcasts, and uh, you may be fresh to Christianity, you may be fresh to church. And the question is, will you return to God for the first time? It says here, the Lord is full of compassion. He invites you to come. Jesus is full of compassion. He invites you to come. In times like this, make us aware that we need God to help us. He wants me more than just to help her. He, want, he made you for a friendship with him that lasts forever. As we return to God, we say sorry for the wrong we know we've done, and we offer ourselves to Jesus. We decide to follow him. Jesus, by his own death, has bought forgiveness for our past. And his rising from death promises power for a better future. So call on Jesus. As Joel says, all who call on the name of the Lord will be rescued. Call on Jesus and become a follower of his. This, this is your chance. This is your, your opportunity. God wants to bless. We read in the verses afterwards that then God was jealous for his land and took pity on his people. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten for the great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. I don't believe God wants to ruin the UK. Let's pray for innovation, creativity and prosperity for the years to come. Let's ask God to give back to all of us who have lost and suffered during this time. May there be a change of heart too, an attitude towards God uh, in our nation that results in praise, people praising the name of the Lord, the God who's worked wonders. God can work wonders. Let's call out to him for that and look forward to the blessings. And afterwards is the great promise in Joel. He says, and afterwards, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both young, both men and women, I'll pour out my spirit in those days, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There is a God wants us to return, and He wants us to receive. God wants to do more than to just to, than to restore prosperity. As we return to Him, He wants to pour out His Spirit. He wants us to receive His Spirit. We're living in the and afterwards time. Joel's original hearers had to wait. But the prophecy came true when, after Jesus died for our sins and rose. He then poured out his Holy Spirit on believers and still does. So we're in that time since uh, the days of, the, of Pentecost, since the days after Jesus rose again, when God pours out his Holy Spirit on believers, when we can receive the Holy Spirit in our lives, not just once. And we're told to go on receiving. We can repeatedly receive the Holy Spirit tangibly, experientially, and in power. The answer then is, is supposed to receive the Holy Spirit afresh. And he's available to all. It says that on all people. But um, he's available to those who ask. It's those who ask who receive. Jesus said, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So may this time bring us to a point of longing as never before, and then of receiving as never before, the fullness of the Holy Spirit.
On top of that, God wants us to dream dreams and see visions. That's part of the operating of the spirit. And you know, is God giving you a new enthusiasm? May, may God give us new enthusiasm, new zeal, both for things that we're already doing, that we're doing them with a new passion, new, new vision for, say, from working with children, for really seeing those children blessed and changed. You know, uh, so blessing upon things I am doing, and then also new things. Maybe I'm faithfully serving in one way or another, but, but God actually has something for you to grab, your, grab with your both hands and run with. Um, you know, dreams, dreams and visions. I, I, from the beginning, I've been praying that this time would be a time, in years to come, we'll look back and see people who've had doing stuff that came out of the dreams and the, 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 the ideas and the projects that were conceived during this motion, this moment. Um, in my own case, um, I got somewhere in that, that, you know, early in April, I felt the Lord telling me to change my priorities regarding work and family and mission. I had a bit more time to pray because I wasn't driving so much. So I had a bit more time in the morning and, um, and hopefully I will see the, the fruit of that and find myself doing things that I thought would have to wait till retirement, maybe be doing those in the, in the months and, and the years ahead. But I need more. I need more of the God's Holy Spirit. And, and I, I, I dare say we all do. Has God, has God got our attention? Here's a question. When is he more likely to come? When am I more likely to receive him? When I'm waiting upon him, worshipping him, and he's got my attention? Or while I'm flicking through the channels or, or distracted and, and busy? We know the answer. We know the answer. In Acts 2, his spirit came when they were praying. So let's ask this question. When do I, you know, when do I best dream and gain visions? Do I need to just go walking up to the top of a hill and just, just pray there? Um, you know, what? do I need to just create a little bit of space and quiet? Do I need to be stomping around praying with a couple of people in a back garden or some other quiet space? When the spirits received the spirit, sorry, when the disciples received the spirit, he made them witnesses to Jesus. As we receive the spirit, we get redynamized and can be witnesses to his life and power. And we can find and offer hope to all who are worried and afraid and perplexed in these days. We can find hope and comfort for ourselves and offer it to the world. So, in summary, God's call is simple. It's to return to him with all our hearts, to seek him with all our hearts, to cry out to him with all our hearts, and to receive his spirit and the dreams and the visions that come with him. Once this message is over, and very soon, I expect they'll play the blessing or something similar to round off the broadcast. Why not just sit and use that as a chance to call on God for the land, for other places on your heart, and to invite the Holy Spirit afresh in your life? Why not play some or all of the songs on, on the YouTube channel? I, I love the Woodside songs that have been produced you know, over, over the weeks. Why not just play one of them or a the whole, the whole lot of them and worship and carry on seeking God? Let's earnestly call on God in the days ahead because he wants to bless us. He wants to dwell in us. He wants to return to his people with power and might. Thank you very much indeed. You've been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.